This is Arkies in the Beltway, a look at national politics and the Arkansans influencing the discussions. I'm Alex Thomas, Washington correspondent for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, reporting from the nation's capital. Let's not waste any time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of October 1st, 2023. Much of the action last week on Capitol Hill focused on avoiding a shutdown of the federal government, lawmakers in the Senate and House of Representatives taking separate paths and trying to prevent a lapse in funding. House Republicans pushing for further spending cuts than their Senate colleagues, with hard-right conservatives making things difficult for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the GOP slim majority. Representative Steve Womack of Rogers described the situation as the byproduct of a perfect storm. You got a very thin majority, four seats in the House. We got 221, and and if you lose four, you're, uh, you know, you can, you're at 217 if everybody's here, and that means if you lose those four and they're on the other side, the other side's at 216. So that, there you go. You lose five, you're, you're in trouble. None of Arkansas's congressional delegates pushing for a shutdown. Government programs would be curtailed due to limited staff and funds. Mandatory services such as Social Security and Medicare would continue with possible disruptions because of staffing furloughs. Elsewhere on Capitol Hill, one Arkansan appearing before the Senate Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry Committee. Harrison Pittman serves as the director of the National Agricultural Law Center in Fayetteville. Pittman among the panelists taking part in a hearing focused on the foreign ownership of private farmland. While this only accounts for around 3% of all private farmland nationwide, committee chair Debbie Stabenow of Michigan noting ownership has increased by 66% since 2010. Senator John Bozeman of Rogers is the committee's top Republican. Pittman says land ownership is not a new issue for lawmakers, noting the current debate is rooted in action from the late 1970s. Chairman of the Senate Act Committee at the time, uh, Senator of Georgia, uh, wrote to the General Accounting Office and said, can you tell us how much foreign ownership of farmland there is in the United States? And, of course, the letter was more detailed and the report was 65 or so pages long, but it basically boiled down to, we can't figure this out. We, there's no way. We don't know. Congress passed the Agricultural Foreign Investment Disclosure Act in 1978, creating a system requiring foreign investors to report acquisitions and transfers of agricultural land. Lawmakers have not modified the program much since that time. Congress did approve language as part of last year's omnibus spending measure. The Department of Agriculture must modernize the reporting system with an online electronic filing portal, albeit without extra funding, to undergo these changes. Away from Capitol Hill, Republican presidential hopefuls facing off in their second debate, this one at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California. One person missing from the debate stage, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Candidates face higher thresholds in regards to polling and donations. Hutchinson has not seen any polling momentum since the first debate in late August. Andrew Daddle is a University of Arkansas professor whose studies involve the presidency and national politics. He says Hutchinson failing to qualify is a twofold problem. First of all, it's symptomatic of the fact that Governor Hutchison hasn't had a lot of luck in terms of early opinion polls or raising significant amounts of money. Uh, again, secondly, again, kind of looking at that, what would be the remedy would be making the debate stage, getting booked on uh, possibly uh, television shows, which have a decent level of viewership, and making his case to the public. However, 
if you can't make the debate stage, it really becomes very difficult in addressing that first set of problems. Heather Gates is an associate professor of American politics at the University of Central Arkansas. She says Hutchinson not only lost visibility due to his absence, but also some viability. Viability for you know electoral victory isn't just among the voters here. I'm also speaking about viability among donors, that he needed to attract some bigger donors to be sustainable to qualify for that second second debate. And he really needed to be on that debate stage. The next debate is scheduled for November 8th in Miami, Florida. The Hutchinson campaign launching an online tool to give potential voters the chance to learn more about the candidate. The Ask Asa AI interface allows people to ask questions to an artificial intelligence chatbot. The bot will respond using answers based on Hutchinson's past comments and actions. In response to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the bot says while missing a debate can be a setback, it does not define the entire campaign. The bot adding Hutchinson will continue to actively participate in campaign events, town halls, and public forums to ensure that his message reaches as many voters as possible. And that will do it for this edition of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of October 1st, 2023. Stay up to date with all news involving Arkansas at ArkansasOnline.com. You can follow more from me on your social media platform of choice. My handle is at Alex House Thomas. I am Alex Thomas, and this has been Arkies in the Beltway. I look forward to speaking with you next week.